Yo. What up, what up? Yo, what up? Is that uh, episode 21? 21. We're Ooh. legal drinkers now. <laughs> that, that makes us experience. We're, we're like uh, just experienced enough now to make poor decisions, basically, is what that means. Actually, it's probably, we're probably on the verge of making some really poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, welcome everybody. To the carbon footprint, um, me and Juan get together once a week. He's Juan, I'm Sean. Uh, get together once a week. We have a couple of drinks. Talk about things that are going on on our side of the world or all over the world, whatever interests us. Try to focus on things that are making an impact. Um, so with that, what's on the menu for today? Yeah, man, we having a nice little, uh, uh, Sean got me a little birthday uh, bourbon here. So some Woodford Reserve, <laughs> double oak. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Hey, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm finally old enough to drink too. So, uh, yeah, man, this, this, uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oak is fire. It's good. Not even, uh, chasing it with anything, just straight up, man. It's Absolutely. So, so those of you, uh, you know, who were, who was getting on us for mixing, uh, Coke <laughs> with, uh, what, what was that liquor that we with, had? With that? the Lagavulin, man. It, 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 everybody gets on that. Anytime I've ever told somebody to mix Coke in it, they give me a weird look, but then they try it. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, it's not the same as doing like a Johnny Walker or something like that. Right. That specific scotch goes really well with Coke, man, for whatever reason. So for those of you, uh, we are we are truly just drinking it on the rocks. Got a big old ball of ice in the in the glass, and this thing is going down pretty smooth. So yep. All right, man. Yo, I started off with my carbon footprint of the week. Um, goes out to Mr. Gail Sayers. Um, obviously being a Chicago Bear fan. Um, this guy was definitely before my time. Um, I never got to see him play, but it's one of those one of those guys that you know you always hear about. Um, he was around the Chicago Bear family for you know for obviously his his entire career and then thereafter. Um, but man, like you know, one of those like the old time videos that you watch and you just go, "How come they can't catch him?" Yeah. <laughs> like a Tech Mobile game. <laughs> it was crazy, man. So he he passed this week. Um, he was 77 years old, known as the Kansas Comet. He went to the University of Kansas. I never heard that. <laughs> dude, Kansas Comet. Yeah, he was like, dude, he just the speed. His speed was like ridiculous, right? According to the to, to the guys that played at that time, and I'm, obviously, you know, we only see highlights, right? But when yeah. we talk to the other guys that played at the time, um, there's some stories about him, like when he first sort of first got drafted, even like being uh, being harassed as a as a, as a rookie, you know, by his teammates until he got on the field. And then, they, uh, and then they were like, oh, yeah, we can't catch this oh, guy. Oh, damn, yeah. Because <laughs> he, he was in his mid-70s, right? So 77. I'm trying to think because obviously I never saw him play. And I don't even think I, – I think he retired before I was even born. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Long before. Dude, so, I mean, he got – after he got drafted, man, he only played for like seven seasons. And I think like one or two of those, he was hurt. So he only played for five years, really. And, and he's a Hall of Famer. And he's a Hall of Famer. The, the the youngest Hall of Famer of all time. He got it in at 34. Oh, wow. Yeah, bro. It was crazy. So, how, how long did Barry Sanders play? Because you, you were saying that, and it made me think. Because remember, Barry Sanders kind of bowed out early. He too, bowed out early. And he's yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Wasn't he pre-30 when he bowed out? I mean, he didn't get into the Hall of Fame. But I want to say Barry Sanders because it was a you know, shock when he retired. It was definitely a shock because he was definitely still at the top of his game. I don't know how old he was, I've, but I, he definitely played more than seven years. Barry Sanders did? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I always thought Barry Sanders had a short career. Uh, but maybe that's because I just I think of the shocking retirement, at, which he could have come in, I guess, 21 and played till he was like 29 and retired at 30 or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't remember when he did that. I mean, I know he... 
you know, he used to smoke us constantly, man. So a lot of memories of those games. That's right. Um, but yo, so um, Gelse is actually, he got drafted in the same, um, the same draft as Dick Buckets. So <laughs> him, so Dick Buckets went third and he went fourth. The Bears had the, th- the third and the fourth oh, they had back first back. round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course he he sort of became famous sort of like after like afterwards he um um he came out with that that movie Brian song where he had the, I do remember the movie right okay. have you seen that yeah where right. it, it talks about his friendship I, yeah get into the no please movie. go ahead. it talks about his friendship with a white teammate right Correct. at the time yeah and then like the history at a time where having a, a black teammate or, or a black and white teammate kind of getting along was a little bit I don't want to say frowned upon but it wasn't you it wasn't common I guess yeah so uh, so apparently man the NFL at some point. Um, and I didn't look up the dates on this, but at some point they had a rules of like segregation. So they, that they followed that. Oh, so when that. they went on the road, whites did not room with blacks. What? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so they were amongst, they were, they were amongst the, the first to kind of integrate. And then they became like best friends. They nice. became like, they became like brothers. And then, and then I think it's Brian Piccolo. I think it's the other, yes, the other yes, guy, yes, right? Yes, so, that name sounds familiar. Yep. So he, um, he ends up getting cancer, um, but like Gail Sayers got hurt one year, and then Brian Piccolo like helped him to to rehab because he tore his ACL and his MCL in one year. Brian Piccolo helps him to rehab. He comes back the next year and leads the league in rushing. We're coming off and coming an ACL off is yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, ACL, cra- yeah. for some that's, people that's career ending, but yep. let alone to, to play again, it's awesome to to play again and lead the league in rushing is a remarkable yeah feat. Yeah, yeah that's insane. Yeah, no, it, it, it is. It's, it's it's nuts, man. And then um, after he retired, he went on to do some some philanthropic stuff and like he worked with like Chicago um, inner city kids. Um, he also he also started like a technology company. He was into computers and stuff, man. So yeah, so he kind of did did his thing, and then um. Um, sadly, towards the end of his life, man, he got dementia. So is that what ultimately it was? Uh, was it? I guess I, I I don't know for a fact, but um, but man, one of his family members um had this had this quote, and I just want to read it, man, because I was, it really like touched me. But he goes, um, it's tough to build memories your whole life, and then one day you don't remember anything. Oh damn! And I was like, damn, man, like. Right. Like if you are your, your whole life, you do you build your whole life like like you don't remember like you don't remember days. You remember moments, the moments that actually like affect you in, in your life. Right. So yeah. so so for this guy, obviously, you know, he probably had, you know, not probably, but he had his personal life. He had his his career and he did some things in his life that was definitely moments in his life that he was proud of and, and that were memorable. And then to to work that hard and then to get to a stage in your life where you just go, I don't remember that stuff anymore. Like that has to be. Yeah, Cause like you said, the, I think the comfort that a lot of us take in getting older or, or not even getting older in creating memories now is the man. I, I'm going to look back on that moment one day and go, that was so cool. This and that. And the idea that that could just be gone one day. Yep. It's crazy. Man, it's something we take for granted. Right. Cause we're not going through it now. I, I know people whose parents, um, are going through that and uh yeah some of the stories that they tell you man are just heartbreaking and i'm just like yeah dude i mean think about i mean we have kids obviously there's something i think biological about us right that we want to procreate Mm -hmm. but there's also you know you you i I think that even if it's subconsciously we have kids for the relationships later in life yeah right and then so again and the legacy of continuing on your 
like you said, the, the relationships, the the looking back together, the being able to spend these times with someone and then the idea that you or building this this legacy with your family and then not being able to remember that stuff after you built that at some point in time is crazy. Yeah, it's really it's, 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 it's really that, listen, that's why Elon Musk is about to fix all that. That's right. That's right. Come on, Elon. 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 Get the pigs ready. <laughs> Take them things out the pigs and yeah. put them in the humans. For real. <laughs> but shout out to Gail Sayers, man. That's shout out to Gail Sayers, man. Let's raise the glass. Deserves. Certainly left his carbon footprint. And if you guys haven't seen Brian's song, uh, go watch it. It's an old movie, but it's still, uh, I would say, like a, it's a, it's a good, like a, a, a warm movie. It absolutely is. Yeah. And you know, it got Billy D in it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Billy D. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude. dude so, your Bears, man. 3 0. Yeah. 3 0. Stick, sticking with the sports. With and, the Bears, and, 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 you know, sometimes I know the ladies out there, they don't like when we talk about sports all the time. BDN. But BDN. you got to stay with us, fool. Stay with us. We're going to get into some other things, too. But we got to touch on sports Nine first inch today. Nick. Nine inch neck. <laughs> if y'all don't know what we're talking about, just look it up. <laughs> My Bears are 3 0. I'll just leave it at that. But it's a good week in football, man. Yeah, um, it's a great week. You got some, you know, you got some apologizing to do. <sighs> Listen, Come on, bring it. I, I, all right. So first off, I w- Russell Wilson is playing his ass off. And I, I stand by my comments at the time, but I feel like what everyone said about, and maybe I just didn't see it at the time. He's and, a and these guys are clearly a lot smarter than me. But um, they're, they were basically touting Russell Wilson for, doing, for being this amazing quarterback. And he's showing that now. So I'll give him credit for that. He's playing his ass off. But at the time... <laughs> He was not this. He was not. And I'm like, I, and again, he might still go eight and eight this year, nine and seven, and I might redeem myself. But I will say through week three, MVP of the league. I, and I'll, I'll admit that. that. I'll hopefully admit that. Through week three, MVP of the league. But listen, it's not just me. His own team didn't believe in him. The Seahawks tried to trade that guy every time somebody good came up on the trade box. They tried to trade him for Garoppolo. They tried to trade him for Brady. They tried to trade him. Uh, there was one other time for another Dude, quarterback. Could, could, you, could you imagine him in, uh, in New England? Bro, Russell Wilson would win the Super Bowl until Bill Belichick <laughs> retires, probably. And I'll admit that because I never, th- it, it wasn't that I didn't think he was good. I just thought people overhyped him. And he's, and again, he's living up to the hype now. So I'll, I'll give him credit to that, man. No, so man, I was wrong. That, that dude, man. I he, was wrong. He's awesome. Keep man. it up, Russell. I'm coming back. <laughs> but, dude, you got him. You got Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton is, is, is like, it, and you know, I, I just thought about, so for all the Patriot fans out there, like, screw you guys, man. <laughs> like, I can't get a winning season to save my life. <laughs> you guys can't get away from winning seasons. It's just like, here's a team, insert quarterback. It doesn't matter. Bro. And they had a lot of guys sit out this year because of the COVID thing. Yeah. And I thought, and stupid me thought, oh, I think Bill's doing this on purpose. They're going to tank. They'll get in that Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Right. And then he's going to build another dynasty. They don't know how to no. lose, man. <laughs> the, the Jets got the Trevor Lawrence thing wrapped up, although they don't need him, right? And I feel bad for him. No, no. I think Darnold is going to be good. They need a coach. Yeah, Adam Gase sucks. Adam Gase is horrible. Um, how do you trade away? Um, first of all, you, you, Le'Veon Bell's career has been cut significantly shorter, I think, playing for the Jets because they use him every play. Like every play is throw it to, Leve- uh, to, to Le'Veon Bell, uh, pass to Le'Veon Bell, um, or throw it. He rushes, or they put him at quarterback. They put him in a while. Like he, he abuses the hell out of Le'Veon Bell. And then he couldn't get with Jamal Adams. Was it that he traded away? And did you see Jamal Adams recall. is going off in Seattle right now, which Seattle was a, probably a good defensive player away from being a threat. And they got Jamal Adams, and he is balling out. That was him. That's right. And Gase has had troubles with star players because he had, he had trouble with star players in Miami that he traded away who all went on to flourish. 
and you're seeing this now. I don't understand how this guy keeps getting jobs. Man. I was just gonna some say, people are this, coordinators, man, and that's okay. Yeah, and 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 he was actually a good coordinator, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. Um, but I, I think this this has got to be your last oorah, right? Like if you if you go, like this Jets team could go zero and sixteen. Oh yeah, like like they seem worse than the Lions that went 0-16. Matter of fact, did you see, uh, so Dan Orlovsky was the quarterback of that Lions team, the 0-16. He you see, was? Yeah, did you see what he came out and said? No. He said, my, my 0-16 team would beat these. <laughs> 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 that was fantastic. He said, the only thing better on this Jets team is the quarterback. So he's obviously saying well, he's, Arnold's better than himself. But yeah, I think I think he was just trying to yep, avoid the conflict there. But uh, I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> he said my whole 16 lines would be... He might not be wrong. This team is bad. And, and I think they have talent. I think they're coached. You, I, they do have talent. Absolutely. They have, have so much. And I, you, I, I want to get your thought on this. Is So I look at Adam Gase the same way I think we looked at uh, Lane Kiffin. I think... Obviously, the knowledge is there, right? You don't get that job. I think he's probably a really smart football guy. I also think that's why he sucks. And I'll tell you why. So I think when you're that young, right? Like Adam Gates got a head coaching job really young. Lane Kiffin, I remember he got a big program job really young. I think when you're that smart and you get a job that young, it's hard for the ego not to tell you that you don't know what you're doing. And I think what Adam Gates has done is it's it, it seems like he thinks he knows more than everyone else in the room. And he's like overthinking stuff. And it's making him a shitty coach. And and to your point, he may never get this opportunity again because Lane Kiffin has been stuck in you know C tier programs since he lost the, the USC job, yeah, or the Tennessee job. I guess would be the next kind of higher caliber job. But I tell you what, I think, man, I think it's that people rest on their laurels, like when they do well early, and then they just go, "Yep," like like you just kind of said, like I know what I'm doing, uh, Matt Patricia. Oh. I think it's I think it, matter of fact, as a matter of fact, he made this statement like two weeks ago in one of the Lions losses where they told where they asked him, um, hey, like you like almost like you keep and then don't quote me on this, but this is kind of the, the gist of it. It was like you keep blowing leads in the fourth quarter. Do you think that maybe you guys are doing something wrong in the fourth quarter, something that you have to like fix? Because he has like 11, it's like 11 blown fourth quarter leads, something like that. And they can't finish games. Right. And so he goes, he actually referenced the, he goes something like, I called one of the greatest plays, one of the greatest defensive plays like ever. And he was talking about the one where they, where they, uh, where they beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl off the interception at the, at the goal line. So he's he's so that like, justifies like the, he the meltdowns. That, dude, that shit was four years ago. Yeah, and you go, you know, and and, and I wonder with with those and that's other a Belichick coaches, thing because you ever heard the players go, Bill, 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 Bill was telling us where to be, and he goes, and, and again, I'm sure Matt Patricia called that. No, he's a good coordinator. He's a good coordinator, yeah. But but I think that you know if you have success at a certain level, I think I think anybody's is susceptible to fall into this. It doesn't necessarily mean that when you get this new job that you're going to have that same success. You have to be willing to change and to adapt to your environment. And I think that these guys like Matt Patricia and I think that about Adam Gase, I think that they got they had success where they came from and they're just kind of resting on that in their current roles and it's going to be that downfall. Well, and then Patricia and this goes for every Belichick like disciple and I think McDaniels learned that the hard way and McDaniels might end up getting an opportunity again someday I think. 
Um, but one of the things that, it, like to, to your point, is that they they kind of use that New England success as a basis for being assholes. It's like you see Matt Patricia in press conferences and stuff, and he's very dismissive, and he's and you go like, hey, hey, you're not built, you're not, yeah. you're not built. Like Bills right. earned the right to be to be that smug and right. and that direct and and blunt and and kind of just brushes people off and just moves it on. It's like you don't have anything. Like you're you're a new head coach. Like the idea that he comes out, so then it makes him unlikable, and you go. All right. First of all, as a reporter, somebody who covers that team, I, you do want to keep these people on your good side because of they're in the ears of players and and right. they're in the ears of of the ownership and management and all that stuff. Like, dude, you're making people hate you. Like, you're not even likable. So you're a bad coach, and then you're not likable because you're trying too hard to be Bill Belichick, and you haven't earned the right to do that. Like, right. Bill can say whatever he wants, do whatever he wants. I actually thought Bill was very human. I saw some moments from Bill this week. His mom passed. I don't know if you saw Bill Belichick's mom passed like a week ago. Um, that dude still coached game, by the way. And then, uh, but he talked about her and it was the most personal I've ever seen him. Like he, you know, he talked oh, about wow. being an only child and about how he watched a lot of football with his mom and talked about like the relationship, but just awesome, a side of Bill that you never get to see. And you go, oh, that was cool. But then he went back to being Bill, you know, when they asked him about like some football questions and you go, but he's earned the right to, to be that, yep. you know? And, and I think these guys, they ride too hard. The idea that they made it there. I think they make, uh, McDaniels did that when he left. And it didn't work out. And Patricia's doing that now. The only guy I've seen, man, and I think he's going to be good. And maybe it's because he never was a coordinator in New England. He he still hadn't even crossed that plateau. He was like a, a, a some kind of defensive coach, but not the coordinator. Is uh, Brian Flores in Miami. I think that guy's going to be the real deal. There's something gritty and and um hungry about him. Like, he doesn't seem to be resting on his success. Right. Like, he seems to, to coach with, like, a chip on his shoulder. He's hungry, right? And, yeah, and, and I think he's going to change the culture in Miami, man. Like, I watch that team, and I go, yeah, you know, like, they lost to New England, but now you look at New England, and you go, oh, that's a good team. You should lose to that team. And I think they've been 2-0 and since then, so they're 2-1, I want to say. Miami, so, and they look uh, good. And the games they were did losing, they, did they? I'm trying to think. They, I know they beat Jag, the Jaguars this on Thursday. But I think that was their first win. Oh, you might be right. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I think it was the right. first win. No, but but like but you they said, lost they... to two good teams, and 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 I think if you look at their losses towards like the last month when he took over last year, he was um they were like one score losses and so like I think there's something there with Brian Flores, man. I, I think if two is the guy they think he is, and, and the way he's building that team, that that team's gonna be scary. And, and and if it's not, it certainly won't be because of the coach. I think he's a guy who seems like oh this might be a Belichick disciple that makes it because none of the other guys have really. Who's had a lot of success outside of New England from that? I mean, you took. I mean, you had Houston. The, you had the guy. A, you had the guy, right? The offensive coordinator that went to um, Notre Dame, and he didn't really have that much success there. And then you had Patricia that left. You had uh, Daniels that left. Bill O'Brien. But then he's back. And Bill O'Brien has. Um, mm. No, wouldn't even call it a success. No, I yeah. wouldn't. No. And you, that seems what zero and three. Yep. So they've had they've had a they've had a rough they've had. What Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh to yep. start their start their, yeah, uh, their yeah. season. So, but we'll see what happens with that. Um, NBA, bro. So, Lake dude, five. <laughs> dude, on the NBA, man, I'm like, I'm loving this matchup. I'm loving this matchup. I love the fact that. So, for those of you who don't watch NBA, Miami Heat. LA Lakers in the finals. Both of these teams have really not swept their way through the playoffs, but they've dominated. Domin- yeah. Everyone they've Have played. they lost the same amount of games? The Lakers and 
The Lakers lost what two? I'm trying to think, they lost one this series, one last series. Did was they ever lose two? Who they play in the first round? Oh, they put, oh no 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 they, they lost two in the first round. Right? No, no one to um to to Portland. That's right. So they've had five games throughout I think the throughout. entire. And I think that Miami swept the first round. Yep. And then and they the should have swept the second. round. The second round. round they lost one, and they lost two to the Celtics. So yeah, they both so lost they, three games. They both lost three games. So I, I put the best two teams in the playoffs are in. Are in. Yep. But you couldn't ask for more than that. Now, would you? Would I have bet money on Miami getting into the finals? No, no, hell no, definitely <laughs> not, man, definitely not. But but I do like. So I've been watching those games, and it's like there's just these non-household names. That are that that are just showing up like like Tyler Hero, um, what's the other guy? Um, Duncan, uh, Duncan Robinson. Uh, yeah. Duncan Robinson. It's like who is that, right? Tyler Hero. Like who is that? Like I don't know who these guys are. Um, I mean, Adebayo, right? Like yeah, I Adab- never heard of Adebayo too. It's just like they've got you know, and even uh, Dra- uh, Dragic, right? Oh, going like, Dra- yeah, yeah. But he's always been nasty. He's just yes, a, yeah, yeah. But but I mean, right? So he's like a European player, which you see like the 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 American folks over here. You don't always get a lot of respect unless you just like. Like out of this world, ball out. Yeah, Ginobili, right? <laughs> no, really, like right. Ginobili, you get um, who's the guy? Or Nowitzki or Luca? Luca, right? Luca, you got you got Nowitzki, but those guys had to had to really prove themselves. And I always feel like the European players, even dating back into the '90s, man, like with um, with Tony Kukoc, right? You always they, they, he was a star over there, but when he came over here, it, you know, you don't get the respect from the American crowd until you actually like. It's a, it's a different, it's a different level of ball, man. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I, I, you I, I, better I get a agree. Compton in Belarus if you want trying to get these. <laughs> you want these guys to? It's, 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 it's. I don't. It's why the rest of the world is good at soccer, right? Like you, all these shithole countries are good at soccer, right? And it's, and that's not a knock on shithole countries, but you go when there's nothing else to do, right? And there's a desperation and a hunger, I think, that comes with, like, like you look at the kids who make it to the NBA, and this is not true for all of them, but they normally come from these upbringings, right, that, that are that are a little bit rougher. They have a chip on their shoulder. All they do is play basketball. And for some of these kids, it's a mean of, uh, it's a way to survive. And that's what some of these countries, that's what basketball or uh, soccer, soccer means to them. Right. It, it, but the kids in the hood here don't play soccer. That's why we suck at soccer, right? It's not a it's not a sport that breeds desperation. The kids who play soccer here in the suburbs, they're not as, they're not as motivated. They don't have chips on the shoulder not as you know and and i say that to say that probably one of the best soccer players in the world right now is an american because i think pulichick is the real deal but uh, yeah the, i think the the european guys they just never get the respect because they, they don't play against the competition that that america like these kids grow up in aau playing against you know all stacked the right you know, I, mean, I forget what it, who it was, but I remember uh, during the, I think it was like Kevin Durant. It was all these players that were talking about at one point who are all like NBA superstars who were on the same AAU team. And, and you're just like, that's that's the kind of competition these guys are playing against is teams that are stacked with, you know, four or five future NBA players. So yeah. you don't get that in Europe. And, no, and I think that's what holds true. these guys back. Yeah. But I digress. So. But I think that. So going back to the. So, so these two teams. Right. So obviously Miami has these has a really good squad got they've got they've got a good bench um and then you got lakers right so you got lakers have got lebron and anthony davis who's the who's the third best player yeah. alex caruso yeah it depends on the day because caruso's inconsistent I kuzma's mean, inconsistent right i mean danny green right like, rondo's 100 right who's your number three and that's what i'm saying like at that and watching miami play which jimmy butler is a star but 
all these other guys are flourishing around Jimmy Butler, and, and it seems like he's loving it. Like he doesn't need to have the ball to for you know for for, for his team to win. Yes, he's having fun watching these guys yes. win. Yeah, he's having. Yeah, you said. I think he's enjoying it, and it's certainly a uh, um, a really big difference from that Philadelphia team that had so much promise that he was on, and he did. He seemed unhappy there, absolutely, and frustrated, and yep. which that team should get broken apart anyway. But the he just seemed not into it, and yeah, you're right. He he seems like he's in. Did you see he's like wearing Tyler Hero's um, high school jersey? <laughs> I heard about that. He, yeah. he showed up somewhere like Tyler Hero's. Uh, I think to like one of their team dinners, and then today or last night he shows up wearing Eric's uh, or uh, yeah Spostra's um, college jersey. That's awesome. To the thing, and he's having a good time. Like you go out of your way to do that, and Jimmy was knocked for being moody. Remember they were saying like Jimmy Jimmy doesn't care for teammates. He's bad this and that. He seems like he has found a home here. And I certainly didn't think that he was going to make this much of a difference in Miami for sure. But there's something about that team that's feeding off of him and that he doesn't seem to have this attitude that he wants to be the guy. He wants to be one of the guys. Right. And and we'll take over when he wants to because there was that game where he goes like, oh, I told my team I'm not passing. And he was on fire. <laughs> and, he, and he openly had, you know, admitted like, oh, I told them I'm not passing. Right. And they were good with it. But, yeah, you're right. I think he seems like he's having so much fun and it clearly rubs off on, on these guys. Yeah, man. yeah. Cool and then speaking of rubbing off, I mean, it's like – LeBron is also rubbing off on his team, right? He's making his team greater, and he is just playing with so much energy right now. And he, I think that, I, th- I think that not winning the MVP Ugh. really pissed them off. Should have, right? And I, I agree. He should have been. He should have been MVP. I mean, the guy's been the best player in the league almost as long as he's been in the league. Yep. And all you people who give me Durant and anybody else and Kawhi, womp womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> So no man, I'm looking forward to these man. So so who you got? What's what's, what's your prediction? Lakers are five man. I I think that um while this Miami team while they're fun to watch, I think they have an advantage when it comes to coaching. Uh, at the end of the day, man, basketball comes down to the talent on the floor and the length and stuff. And these guys are so much longer than Miami. And and while so the thing is, is Miami can do what like uh, Denver did in the one game they beat the Lakers, which is like run, and you make it fast break basketball. If you have to get in, but playoff basketball is so much like half court, half court, half court, like you're just not going to beat the Lakers if you're Miami. I think running half court sets, they're not, they're not big enough. They're not long enough. They're not like, they're not going to get to the rim. Um, yeah, they can shoot, but can they shoot? If they're like Vogel did some good things against when Denver started waxing them that one game that they were just not, the Vogel made some adjustments and went into like some weird, like two, two, one zones or one, three, one zones and all that stuff. And I'm, people don't zone basketball isn't played a lot at the NBA level. It's mostly, you know, you man-to-man matchup. And and not to get too technical here, it throws these guys off so much when you go into a zone. And then let alone you don't go 2-3, you go like 1-3-1, you go 2-2-1. It changes everything about how you're going to run a play because now you don't know where people are going to be. And it's like, and Vogel did that a few times and would rotate out the zones and it worked genius. And then he goes back to man-to-man when these guys, I think there's, when when you're that big and that long of a team, when you can adjust and play zone that well and play man to man, I just don't see anybody on Miami like being able to compete one on one with anybody. Yeah, and I, I can see why you would say that. Um, but man, that Miami team is just playing Cause, so. Cause who who guards LeBron? Jimmy. And then I go, who guards Anthony Davis? Crowder. Or no, Adebayo. Oh, Adebayo. And then, yeah, yeah, I, just, I don't know because if you got and then then if you have AD. And Dwight on the floor, right? Then, then you go Crowder and uh, Duncan. Yeah, nah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, no, that, I, it's, yeah. it's a, it is it's, a, it's a mixed match. And I hope, we'll he, and I want to see LeBron get it because, um, 
again, I thought he was disrespected with the MVP. And again, I, I think just we we're going to look back, you know, like 10, 15 years from now, and look back on this and go, that guy was good. This is LeBron's 10th finals appearance. I was just going to say, man, how many coaches has he taken to the finals? <sighs> Tyrone Lue. No, no good ones. He's taken all trash. David Blatt. Took, right. David Blatt, Tyrone Lue, um, Spolstra. And uh, who's the dude who went on to coach the Knicks? Uh, guy with the glasses, ball dude. Um, Brown, Mike Brown. Took oh, Mike Brown. that's right, Mike Brown. That's Mike right. Brown. That's right. And now he and took now Frank Vogel. Vogel, and Frank Vogel was, I think Frank Vogel rode the the success in Indiana really hard when he had that team with Paul George and Lance Stevenson right. and all that. He went to Orlando and did and he wasn't really nothing garbage. Yeah. With the same team that, uh, was it, Steve Clifford now has in Orlando, which, again, they're not great. But Clifford's gotten more out of that same team than Vogel did, which is weird. Um, so we'll that see, just goes to show, man. But LeBron's never what? had an elite head coach. And I will say maybe Spolstra puts him – if Spolstra wins this – and you figure it's gonna it's gonna have to be a masterful coaching clinic that he, that he puts on. If he wins this, then you have to start talking about him being a top two three coach in the NBA. And maybe we've been overlooking Spolstra this whole time because he won these titles with LeBron, and we didn't right. appreciate the fact that, um, you know, like very often we get Phil the pass because he managed these personalities and stuff really well. Dude, Jimmy Butler was a head case until he got to Miami. Was right, and maybe maybe we're not giving Spolstra enough credit. Maybe he managed Jimmy. Maybe a lot of this is, is Spolstra on Jimmy. You know, I, I'll tell you what, man. I would love to have that conversation. Like like you said, like if if they win, and then if the Lakers win, then we got to talk about like legacy, right? Like everybody says MJ's the goat, right? You gotta start talking about like almost you know the facts like like I just said how many how many coaches has this guy taken, the fact that every team that he goes on becomes a contender like immediately yeah immediately because dude I saw some crazy stat that uh, today that said LeBron whenever LeBron has made the playoffs he's been in the final it, it was either the finals or the Western Conference finals because he got in in 03. so maybe it was like Western Conference finals or no but he was in the like East. That. So Eastern, Eastern or Western, Conference it Conference. was something really ridiculous. Like he's never not been, uh, uh, whenever he's gotten into the playoffs or something, never been bounced in the first round, never lost. Like uh, it, it was something ridiculous, man, that we're going to look back on and go, this is insane. Because you figure he made, this is his 10 finals if he wins it. So he's four for 10 and people are going to knock him for that. I still maintain that he got there 10 times, man. And and you figure he's going to get there. If they keep this team together or him and AD and add another piece can you imagine if like Giannis went to LA or or you just get one more good good player they're gonna because Giannis is gone I think we can agree you think so dude no one's going to stay in Milwaukee giving the opportunity (laughs) I'm sorry maybe you know what he he keeps saying that he loves Milwaukee man everybody says that at the time dude I I think there's zero chance you know why man I think I just don't look at him as the guy that goes oh I need to be in South Beach or I need to be in LA no but I do look at him and go he needs help and you're not going to get a free agent to go there. So I think he's going to recognize that he has to leave Milwaukee to win. And then do you, if you're him, do you go, uh, I think he's going to go to Golden State. Like, this is my prediction. And I'll tell you how. So, really? yeah, man. And here's how. I think Giannis is going into his last year, right? I think if he tells the team, I'm not going to resign at the end of this. So you might as well trade me. And here's where I want to go. I think Golden State, first off, they have the number two pick. In the draft. And then they have Wiggins, who I know they're not going to keep, but the salary would match. So I think they trade Wiggins and that second round pick and maybe some other foo-foo stuff that they have for 
Giannis, and then you team up a Giannis Clay, Green, Steph. Mm. I think the the GM and stuff in Golden State is good enough to where if they're not already plotting that and and planting a seed somewhere, you know, like word gets around that they're like, hey, Giannis, this 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 whole like, because uh, why would you trade for Andrew Wiggins? Like they unloaded that the bad contract that they had with um, what's his name, uh, Snitch. Uh, <laughs> think of his name anyway you know what i'm talking about yep. so anyway but they did that and they did all these moves and you went they took on really bad contracts but i think that's strictly to match player money so if it's not Giannis, it's going to be somebody but i still think he leaves man and, and i think he goes to a contender i think these guys are starting to realize like if i want to win a championship and these guys all say they do like it's not the money doesn't matter anymore because you're going to get paid regardless of where you go and you're going to get the fame and the endorsements and all that stuff no matter where you go um so if you really want to win a title, I think these guys realize I got to go partner up with other big name superstars. Yeah. And and I know guys will knock LeBron for doing that for going to Miami. But listen, MJ didn't have to because he had stacked superstars. Barkley, who was so critical of players leaving, is exactly what he did towards the tail end of his career. He chased one in Houston, right? He chased one in Phoenix. Well, no, he went uh, to Philly. No, no, he was he was drafted by Philly. So he went to Phoenix and chased one, Phoenix. and then he went to Houston towards the tail end because he was chasing a ring. Yeah. And he knocks these guys all the time for chasing rings. I'm like, I'd rather them chase that than money, right? Like, I, I would think that I'd rather these guys chase winning, but yeah. I don't know. Yo, um, and I don't want to stay in this too long, man, but did you see Delonte West? Yeah, dude, that's so, so sad, man. You um, Obviously, there's some mental illness there yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I read some stuff about him, man, and, and it was like, well, A, a so Delonte West is a former NBA player, um, played on... Uh, one of the teams that LeBron took took to the finals, actually, right, um, with with the Cavaliers, um, was a first round draft pick. Um, but the guy's homeless now, and and they've got video of him, obviously, with with social media and stuff. Man, everybody has fucking cameras everywhere, <laughs> bro. They got this guy getting like getting like the crap kicked out of him on a highway. Yeah, they've got him like handcuffed on the side. They've got him with holding up signs begging for money. Um, but and I had him working at like a Home Depot or a Lowe's a few years ago too. Like oh, a really? regular nine to five well, job. Shit, at least he was working. Man. Yeah, yeah. But, None but wrong. Now with that. it seems like um, you know he's really down on his luck. And I know there's some NBA players to to include. I think I think LeBron's trying to reach out. I think Doc Rivers is trying to do something for him. Um, but he has said that that he's struck. He's been struggling with depression since he was a kid. I think, man, this is what happens when you bang LeBron's mama. <laughs> <laughs> that's right he was the one that was dating his mom yep. right this is the finals that lebron lost is- and he caused it to leave cleveland because delante west was banging his mama but and i think this is a slow revenge game for lebron lebron for roots lebron for- that you know it's tragic like you said man dealing with with, with depression and mental illness also man something that doesn't get talked about a lot i think because a lot of us have uh, this like financial envy is that most professional athletes are broke within five years of being NBA I've, or any professional sport. And I think the NFL might be the worst. It's something like 70%, dude. Yeah. Don't quote me. I'm going to look it up. It's high. It's, it's, it's over 60, 70% of players are broke within five years of retiring. And I think certainly if you suffer from some kind of mental illness, like if, if you're him or who knows, man, you have all your buddies hitting you up. Right. And Delonte West didn't get any like hundred million dollar contracts. Right. And I think like the problem is a lot of the headlines that get made are these guys who get like paid this ridiculous amount of money. Uh, the overwhelming majority of these guys are getting like, you know, two, three, four, five mil a year. And that's not chump change. But I think we get so caught up in the, oh, they made millions of dollars. They should never be broke. It's not a lot of money when you factor in 
tax rates depend on the city, your agent, you know, you have to support, you know, God knows who doing all that stuff. Like it's not money that's going to last you forever. Unless you make some investments and you have some, Correct. you know, right? But you're asking guys who came from having nothing, right. who wouldn't even know where to get that going. And I wish the league, and maybe, and I think the league does do things now. They have programs now financially and, and, and maybe they're optional. So not everybody decides to um, kind of opt in. But it, you have to teach these kids, especially the 19-year-olds who get in, who skip, you know, who go one year college, one year to NBA, like how to manage their money and say, hey, dude, if you get $100 million contract, like you should never work again and your kids shouldn't have to. Like you should be able to set up generationally. Right. And um, it's a shame, man. You, see you know what's happen. funny, man? I got, that, that I'm, I'm glad you said that because it actually brought me back to um, when I joined the Marine Corps. Um, so this is like in 94, right? And... One of the first days there, they they say, hey, like, here's the GI Bill. You have to sign up for it. We're going to take $100 a month out of your paycheck. And you will essentially be able to go to college for free. Do you know how many people said, no way, yeah. I'm not giving the uh, Dude, it was like, I remember looking around going, going like, wow, that's really disturbing that you and, and that 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 you're going I'm not willing to give up 100 bucks or $1200 over a year for at the time I want to say the GI bill was it was in the mid 20,000 right so it was like give up 1200 we're going to give you 25,000 to go to so college. you figure if you give a twelve hundred over a four year span you're giving up 4800 No 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 it was like $1200 over the first year so you had to pay 100 bucks a month for the first year that's it Oh, that's it. That's it, it wasn't it. as long as you were in. No. Oh, that's insane. No. Dude. And yeah. I remember like looking at that and going like, "Oh yeah, like it's absolutely a right." But matter of fact, when 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 I went in, I didn't go in with the intention, and I and I wasn't um, to to be a lifer. But I but I did go in and go like, "Oh, you know what? No matter how long I decide to stay in there, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to college afterwards, right? And I'm gonna college on them. Like it was a no brainer for me." And I remember looking around the room and guys going like, ah, oh, fuck that. I'm not doing that. I'm not giving up $100 a month. And I'm going, man, like, do you, do you know that? And, and let me tell you, if, if you are a single guy, and again, I can't speak for, for today's world, but I can't imagine that, it, that it's changed that much. If you're a single guy in the military, you don't pay for where you live. You have a chow hall that you can go to and get three square meals a day. Like you don't. So that's covered to their meals. Yeah, dude. We, wow. we we like on on any like major base. I want to say they're all bases, right? Because the base the base that I was on did not have a chow hall. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure that the, that that the guys and gals got like um uh, like extra like a stipend money or something. For you get extra money, right? You do because 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 it's not a chow hall available. But if you're on, but they cover your living expenses essentially everything, dude. Food, everything, room board covered. Like, and so. It just, I remember just my mind being blown, but then going back to what you just said, it's like these guys come from nothing. They don't know how to, how to manage their money. No one's helping them. And you go, here's a chunk of money. Let's just say they get a $5 million contract. Let's say they get half of that after, after taxes and it's probably less than half, but let's just say they get half of that. And then you go, all right, I got this money. I'm going to go buy this nice house and this nice car and I'm going to take care of my family. And then, oh shit. I didn't do that well. I don't get re-signed. The money's gone. The money's gone. Yeah, they they go. They think it's gonna last forever. You know, it, it even goes to like you think about. Man, I think about the first time I worked at a place that offered like a four hundred one k, and then a matching four hundred one k, 
and I didn't know anything about it. Right. Like, cause you, you come, you don't, you don't have these conversations a lot like growing up. Right. So, and I remember asking people I worked with like, Hey, like, what do you do? What should I do? And, and overwhelmingly, right. Like the, I looked at the successful people and I, and I, and you probably one of those guys who like, I would be like, Hey, what do you do here? And you're like, I max it. And it's always like the, yeah, I max it because why wouldn't you turn down the free money? Like I never got, then I never got why when, when a company matches up to like 4% or whatever it was like hypothetical and people would be like, yeah, I give like 1%. It's like, yeah, but you know, they'll match the four. So you're turning down like free money, money. like it's free money. And I think we're, we're so stuck in the now, or it's, it's just like the ignorance of not growing up around that. Cause it took me a while. Right. I I, I talked to people around me and, and I'm like, what do you do? What do you do? And then I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. It's for, they're giving me money. Um, you know, and it's going to this account. And I think when you start to do it, you're like, Oh, why wouldn't you do this? And you see the money grow and you're looking at, Oh, okay. When I'm whatever retirement age, I don't have to worry about, you know, not having money if I did my part and these guys are giving me free. And especially if you do okay and they're giving you free four percent or whatever on top of that or two percent no matter what listen if you work anywhere and they match your 401k do up to that and a lot of people and a lot of people would be at like a, oh it's at a minimum right? at, at a minimum, minimum do up just, to that yeah. right like do way more if you can at a minimum do what they match you'd be shocked that you won't miss those 10 bucks or 20 bucks a week you won't you won't miss it like some people are like oh, i can't afford that no no once you start to do it like you won't even you just you know, live without it's a no-brainer you just live without it you learn how to live it's the same reason why um you, you like you ever had like seven bucks in your pocket and you got to make it last a week you know like you make it happen you right because it. you have ramen to. noodles baby. exactly so the exposure is everything yeah yep it really the education is, the exposure, the exposure is everything yeah. man if you don't have if you don't have the exposure or somebody somebody to 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 kind of guide you you know you always hear successful people tell you get a mentor there's a reason for that Three, yep. and it's just so somebody can guide you through you know the the turmoil and the, or the trials and tribulations that, that they've gone through and the things that they've made that made them successful and the pitfalls to watch out for, like it's it's huge, man. It's really dude. Huge. I would say, even um, I've known you since I was what probably early twenties before I could drink. I'll say twenty yeah. twenty one. Yeah, man. Because I, I, I started working at our same place at twenty, so oh, I've wow. definitely known you since I was at least twenty. And I would say early on, one of the things I got from you, man, was and not to get too much into financials, I won't, but it, it was you had already paid for your kids' college oh, at yeah. one point in time, and I remember that wasn't even th- like I didn't even think of that. And I remember talking to you about it, and we had talked, and I'm like, oh my god, and that became a big thing. Like when I had kids, I think like I was always in the back of my mind, like, oh, I got to take care of that, it, you know, because it always seems like you could, oh, I'll, I'll handle that when it comes around and all that. But it's one of those like, oh, that's just one thing off your back, and you go why wouldn't I do that and lock in rates and lock in all this stuff? Like, it's just a smart financial move to money. You're not going to miss. Um, yeah. If you and, just go ahead and, and it and really it. wasn't. Yeah. No. And, and I would say you, you were probably one of the first people that I spoke to who had done something like that. And I remember going like, Oh shit, that's, you know, like that, that's a really good idea. Like, and, and looking into that after, yeah. you know, when I had kids and you know, it's funny, man, in what, five years from now, that's, that's going to pay off for me. Yeah. Like I, we're already that close. Which is crazy because we nuts, we probably dude. had this conversation a decade ago. Yeah, more or more, more. Yeah, yeah. And and you're right. Like you're looking at your kids as like two year olds, and you're just like, oh, that's crazy. I'm gonna spend that now for that. And then, like you said, five years from now, you're like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. I'm not sweating that. You know, like that's taken care of. Yeah, you know, it's funny, man. It's it's not even a thought. You go like, it's there. It's there if you want to use it. And actually, it's there if you want to use it. And if you don't, I just get the money back. But you're not stressing about it. No, I'm not stressing about it. Right. And your kids have that already set, which, you know, we talk about this all the time is that we don't do enough about teaching each other or about thinking about these things of like, you know, we always talk about how to how to how to um, 
how do successful people get ahead? Let's use that. And it's because they do things like this, because they, they, they invest their money, because they diversify, because they take care of their kids' funds, because they do all this. And it's not talked about enough, I think, especially in minority households. And I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, again, having those conversations with you early on really like woke me up to, oh, damn, like that's a good idea because it's something that again, I want, it's, it's, it's like, like the 401k or like anything else, like it'll pay off later on and I won't be stressing about it. And, and we're so stuck in the now, now, now that yeah. we never open up these conversations to, Hey, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you know, you know, it's it funny, is. man. And in, in Hispanic families, we do think about the now, right? It's like, yeah. the, the, let's have the party now. Let's spend the money yeah. now like that. It, it really is. It's, it's always, it's always about the fun now. And, and obviously there's something to that as well. Yeah, like for sure. you want to, definitely want to live your life to the fullest but but um you know plan as if plan as if you are gonna live <laughs> listen i'm very guilty of that I, I, i'm part of the uh I, i'm here for a good time not a long time crowd right <laughs> but there are some things i think as i've gotten older that i try to lean on and say um you know like i have to make better decisions for x uh you know because at some point i'm gonna need this or i'm not always gonna make you know the money or i don't want to always have to make the same amount of money that i make today i want to be able to kick it you know so um yeah and we don't have those conversations enough but you know it's a shame delante i think with delante west it's it's even more than that it's not even so much maybe diversifying but the mental illness part obviously plays a big big factor in it for yeah, him man, we would, we just went into a big digress there yeah yeah yeah, yeah we what did, the hell yeah, we were talking yeah. about but um yeah yeah that's you know what i actually wanted to to close out the delante west thing with saying that if if anybody is experiencing any kind of or if you know anybody who's experiencing any kind of mental illness from the u.s and puerto rico and i, and I didn't know this and so i did some research on this you can actually pick up a phone and dial 211 Two one one. Two one one. Okay. Um, it'll it'll basically put you in somebody put you in touch with somebody that can that can help. So if you don't know anything else, it's almost like you know four one ones for information, nine one ones for an emergency, two one one mental illness. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So so anybody out there, like I said, if 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 it can help, you know, spread the word, man, because I didn't yeah. know that. And if it can help you or or someone in your family or so colleague, you know, coworker, what have you. Um, it's good information. Yeah, it can hit anybody. I mean, it hit a guy who played in the NBA, right, and got to the the peak of that of that of what you could accomplish in that career, right? Aside from actually winning the title, but made it there. Um, you know, we talked about Dak a few weeks ago, who he suffered from it, right. and a guy who again plays for one of the most. Uh, I would say probably popular sports franchises in the world, not just in, in football. So, um, yeah, man, reach out to one. That's good to know, man, uh, that that if anybody out there, man, you need help or, you know, someone who does, man, encourage them to, do, to use that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I want to get into the Breonna Taylor stuff, man. So <sighs> this week, right, we had um, a, a sort of like the 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 verdict if you will sort of come down and 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 they said that the you know the officers were not going to be charged um they had one officer that 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 was basically fired um and he was charged with a wanton endangerment which is essentially and i looked at that and i'm like that that don't even make any sense i, mean, I thought you know, he ruined soup <laughs> i didn't know what the fuck that meant <laughs> i didn't know I was, what that shit meant i had to read it a few times and i'm like what the hell is a wanton <laughs> Like, I didn't know what he meant. But essentially what it is, is like, um, because this guy went in and just started firing through a glass door that had blinds behind it, he basically blindly firing with with negligence, essentially. So he didn't know he was shooting. He didn't know what the hell he was shooting at. He just shooting. 
And so, so that's what. So he, so he you know, th- this guy was was fired and was charged with that. The What's other the sentence officers, for that? I don't know, but it is a class D felony, which essentially is like a non-violence, a non-violent or victimless crime. And that was part. So I saw something today about the ballistics uh, between her boyfriend, obviously, and then the guys that there was some discrepancies, I guess, as far as the the ballistics reports and that they, you know, they might open it up and and look at some other parts of it because the they're saying that essentially they all had the same caliber, I think, is what they tried to argue. Okay. And then and now it's like, no, all the officers had a or the original argument, I'm sorry, was all the officers had 40 caliber weapons. And then um, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend had a nine millimeter. And so it was easy to distinguish which rounds were where. Yep. And now they're coming out and saying one of the officers I had think, a nine had a nine was uh, issued a nine and so what they're saying is he was definitely issued a nine so how do you know that wasn't the weapon used in the stuff and um yeah so i think they're gonna they're gonna or, or that's the talk i don't know if they'll reopen the case and talk about it one of the things that's weird is that the ag to kentucky um who is a black guy right so uh but is also a republican and somehow the blm movement has become a right or left issue i guess yeah, for, i mean it absolutely has right um, unfortunately which yeah which is a shame but um so there's obviously the the people are skeptical, right? Because of the political ties there. Um, but I, dude, but at this point, right, no one is charged with Breonna Taylor's death. So that's what all of the all of the rioting, right, and and, and the protesting in that in that area is is around that. And like no one's been charged. Um, but looking at at least the facts that are available right now, it doesn't look like you can charge anyone because the whole like no the no knock the no knock warrant so that was a that that was a thing which by the way is not a thing anymore they've removed that to further that they um they've also paid like 12 million dollars to brianna taylor's family and and i think there's some other there's some other stuff that the 12 million dollars went to but it was it was basically so they they, so they, they basically paid restitution they removed the rule and the officers who shot potentially killed Breonna Taylor, like they went in and they were fired upon. So they fired back. So what they my, my point is like what they did wasn't illegal. And so they basically went in with almost, you know, with like what I would consider to be a lawful order and did their job. Yeah. Like and if you want to be mad at the lawful order portion of it, like the fact that that stuff was legal is the problem in this case. I think what's happened is, is that. There's been so many cases, right, of injustice that when something like this happened, that's so tragic. And then you go, basically, the laws, the way the laws are designed, allowed this to happen and then allowed it to be able for these guys to be able to get away with it, I think, is the part that's that's probably infuriating to some people. Um, I think when you do look at letter of the law, you go, there wasn't a crime and I think people will be upset, right? Because they're going to say, if I mess up at my job, there's going to be consequences. And obviously there was consequences for this guy. But what was the mess up? But I think in 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 like shooting right into a, a house where you can't see anything. Well, that, yeah, but that right? guy. Like if you're a doctor. But and that you, guy was fired, correct? right? That's what I'm saying. And I think, so he was punished, but I think people feel like there's no punishment severe enough when, when someone's life is lost, right? Other than. And that, you lose that's your, probably it right there. Yeah, right? that's what it is. It's that it's that the punishment isn't equal. It's to, not fitting the crime, right? Well, it, but, the but, consequence but, of your actions. So so the consequence of your action didn't fit the consequences of your bad decision. And so I think that's what makes people infuriated about this whole but thing. But did his? But it hasn't been proven that his bad decision of shooting through the door killed Breonna Taylor. 
So I, that's my point. So like the 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 guy who got fired and who got the charge, his bullets didn't kill Breonna Taylor. So it was the other two guys that were sort of doing things right, quote unquote, right, quote unquote, right. Their bullets killed her, but they were firing back in a direction that they were receiving fire from as well. It's a listen. It is a horrible situation, and an innocent person died because of it. And so. You know, there's a part of me, man, that goes, I think the city did what they were supposed to do. They paid the restitution. They changed the rule about it. They said no more knock, no, no more no knock warrants. Like that's done. You can't fall. If, if somebody, if you go to work and somebody goes, hey, go do this task. And the task turns out to be jacked up, not because of how you performed it, but because you performed it. You can't be fired for that. No, I think so. In the court of law, right at the time, the guy, even if he was charged, it wouldn't have held up, right? Because a good lawyer would have been able to get him off of that. Because to your point, it's Which not. Guy? Which guy are we talking about? The, the, any of the cops, right? Who would have been charged in her murder, let's say. You'd have to pr- prove that they had intent to go there and murder, right? When you say they went there on a no-knock warrant and the no-knock warrant was legal at the time. And then they were fired upon. So then they're returning fire. And so then that kind of negates anything of, of of the intent to go murder someone you kind of went there to, to do your job right. and then it's part of your job obviously so but I, what i would say is and, and i think it, it would have been really hard to convict these cops right so that's the other part of this is is it worse if you charge them and then they don't get convicted um because a jury of his peers in kentucky of all places, it's going to be really hard to convince 12 jurors, like, and let's be real, 12 jurors in Kentucky to to convict a white man, a white cop. I'm not even going to, you know what? We can scratch white, a cop for murdering um, a black woman. It, it's it's going to be really hard to get that conviction, right? Yeah. It, it's going to be really hard. So when you look at the facts and you go, they didn't break any laws. Maybe they were negligent, but they were negligent in, in the case of, wow, this the fact that they were allowed to do this didn't make any sense. Let's fix that. Um, and then, but because it wasn't against the law at that time, we don't have a, a leg to stand on. You don't have on. a leg to stand on, exactly. So, so here's what they did. So we talked about the 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 no knock warrants um, having been banned, right? They did the twelve million dollars um, to settle the wrongful death lawsuit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that includes, um, and that's them basically admitting this is a admitting that up. this is a fucked up a yeah. law. Yeah, and we yeah, and right. we know and we know. Legally, we can't charge anyone with murder and all that. But yeah, as a city, we this, don't want this. We don't this want is, this. Yeah. And this is a fucked up rule. And so admitting that we let this happen, we're going to pay you. And that doesn't bring your daughter back. But it's it's kind of a step, uh, 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 I guess, a uh, uh, an olive branch, if you will, on their side. So the settlement includes um, instituting reforms aimed at preventing future deaths by officers. So I don't know if that's, if that's training or what have you. Right. Um, they implemented a new police chief. So they took out the they took, they took out the the guy right and I, I don't remember if this guy um, resigned on his own or if they just replaced him. Um, they said that there's a there's a new uh, law that says body cameras must be worn when it, when executing a search warrant. That wasn't a law already. I guess not. Wow. Because okay. well, they they didn't have they didn't have cameras. So again and again, these cops are going in there doing what. I guess their rules allow or don't allow. allow. Right. And then you got, um, they established a civilian review board for police disciplinary matters. So I don't know, again, let's see how that goes. But it seems like to me, again, it's so horrible, right, to to lose a child. 
Yeah. And then of course in in this in the climate that we're in, it just it just elevates the 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 severity of these things as they as they happen. But if I think if you look at this as as its individual case, I feel like the city has done all they can. Yeah, and but I think what as minorities and as as black folks, I think what what's happening is it's like, dude, we want one. Right. Like it's like we want one conviction. Right. This is just happens to be around all this other stuff where we're like, hey, your system allowed this to happen and allowed it to be legal for it to happen. Right. Because that's what this boils down to. These guys aren't being charged because her her murder, I guess, quote unquote, is was deemed legal at the time. Um, and I think the so there's layers to this that are so infuriating um, for, like for me in a country and a party that um, touts Second Amendment rights. Right. I would argue Brianna Taylor's uh, boyfriend was exercising his Second Amendment rights. Right? If someone, like, we're always told, oh, we have guns to, to, to defend your home, right? Defend your thing. No one from the NRA is coming out and going and defending him, right? The fact that the no-knock warrant is is bullshit, right? And then he's going, I don't know who these people are, and they're banging on my door. Right. He was saying he thought I'm exercising my Second Amendment rights. I'm defending my place with, he with said a he gun. He thought it was so. So she was dating, right? So she, the whole thing is like she was dating this like drug dealer that they were going after. Mm-hmm. And so I guess pre, in in previous months, I think it was like pre-COVID, they were like this guy was seen, you know, seen coming in and out of the house, coming in and there were packages, and so that was kind of the 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 the, the how they got the warrant, um, but. Knowing that this guy's reputation, when when they bang when they bust through the door, um, the boyfriend said, "I thought it was her ex trying to come and trying and to come through." A, and and the witnesses initially said, "No, we just heard banging and then shooting." And then that same witness has come out like months later, going, "No, they announced, they announced themselves. themselves." Yeah. And then now like, there's talk that like, no, she wasn't sleeping; she was actually in her like next to him, like firing back or amping. Like there's all this stuff that comes out. You don't know what to believe, but I think the infuriating part, I think as minorities, it's like, okay, the law allowed this to happen. And then you go, the NRA who's, you know, pro like your second amendment rights. Then you would argue this guy was doing that. So someone breaks into your home and you own a gun and you don't know. And these people are knocking down a door. You're going to shoot. Like we're all going to shoot, right? Like if you're there and you're going to protect your family. And so I think these are the things that are infuriating. It's like the, okay, where's the outrage over their second amendment rights. And then because people go, whoa, they were fired at. So they're going to fire back. Well, what are you supposed to do if you're a homeowner and you own a gun? So now you're telling me if I'm a homeowner and I own a gun and the police knock down my door and I don't know it's the cops now i risk getting shot at um you know it's like there's all these layers of nuance to this that uh, it's so tragic and so bad and and i think when you look at law wise you go right decision not to charge them but then you go law wise the fact that a system allowed this to happen is messed up agreed yeah i just don't think that placing the I, i i don't think you can charge them with her death because they didn't do anything quote unquote wrong no i think they want like people what, what people want is like uh you know what you know what happens when like a plane crashes and immediately they find like how can we prove that this was the pilot not yeah. not not procedures not everybody plane, always not wants thing. to everybody you, wants to point yeah. the finger man. So, so you want the accountability i think on an individual right. and um and again to your point these guys carried now right or wrong they carried it out according to the letter of their law and so in the eyes of the law they they were right it doesn't make it right, I think, from a moral, from a humane perspective. But in the eyes of the law, what they carried out was to the to the letter of the law, right? The no knock warrant, 
agree or disagree, it was illegal. It was, it illegal. was legal it was at legal, that time. Right. Yeah. And and the uh, shooting back because, you know, you were shot at, again, legal. And then we can get into the nuance of a you're firing blindly. Should you be firing blindly into an apartment, which I think is a layer of this. I mean, there's there's so many layers to this, but I think people are just so like they just want to win right now. Right. Like they just they Agreed. just want a Agreed. win yeah, right yeah. now. And and, and and I want to win for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. I want to win for them. It's just that, man, like I, I don't think you can get one in, in this in this case. And and unfortunately, like I said, it's 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 a tragic event, and and it shouldn't have happened. But then you just go, okay, well, why shouldn't it have happened? Well, that's a screwed up law. Okay, well, we we remove that now. We didn't realize how screwed up it was, and we, you know, or, or whatever the whatever the excuse whatever, yeah. is, right? It doesn't really matter at this point because somebody's dead. I almost um, didn't even want to talk about this man because. Um, it's infuriating, right? Like the fact that they got away with it and, and you've seen all the stuff where people are pushing, you know, for the justice for Breonna Taylor. And and I wanted that to happen for her. But I think when I sat back and and I did like you when I read all the stuff, and it's so hard, man, now to know that What's what true. you're reading is true, yeah, right? Exactly. And so I read from multiple sources and stuff. Yep, same and the deeper I got, the the matter I got, because I went, it was the right call from a legal perspective. Right. But it wasn't the right call, I think, for the people or for people who wanted justice because, you know, like I put myself in the shoes of if that was my daughter, right, I'm obviously going to be emotional, so I want someone to pay. Uh, so it's easy for me to sit back here and go, well, in the letter of the law, you know, like they were fine. Like, and I understand that. And so if it was my daughter, I try to put myself in her in her parents shoes and go like I would be infuriated. And I would want justice and, and I would want those cops to be charged. And I and it wouldn't make sense to me that this was legal. But when I'm sitting back and I'm and I'm going, OK, I don't have a dog in the fight. And I'm and I'm reading these facts that I, I presume are facts right from these websites. I'm going yeah, I hate the decision, but the decision is the right one in terms of what we have established as a as a as a society, as a community, and said, "Hey, these are the rules that we're going to abide by," right. and and so they stuck to that. Like now, I think those that, are shitty, but I think that if and what's the guy's name, um, Brett Hankinson, which is the officer that got fired and was and and was charged, if his bullets killed her. I think that's best case scenario. Where you if you go, can prove that. Right? If you prove that and you go, yo, not only did he uh, sort of fire with, with reckless abandonment and then you killed somebody, you are to blame. You didn't follow the you didn't follow your own rules. You didn't follow the protocols and you killed somebody. But then that's a manslaughter charge, right? And then people are still upset, right? That's not a murder. I guess the best you get is murder three for that. And, yeah, and maybe I, it's that, a, that, I don't, I don't that, know. I don't know. I don't know. And and so you're not going to get murder one. But at least you, can't you prove get something to go like like that would be. But it, but in this case, yeah, fuck man, it's, it, it's, it it just sucks. It sucks. Yeah, like there's there wasn't a good outcome to this. It sucked, man. Like you said, because you have to prove that his bullets killed her, and, and then you have to prove like the the negligence. And then you know if you're his lawyer, it's going to be so hard. Or for his lawyer is going to argue like I put myself like in the shoes of a of a defense attorney I guess and you start looking at the law that allowed this to happen and you go hey listen you guys changed this now but at the time all this stuff was okay yeah. um it, it just sucks man it's such a shitty scenario I think all the way around because I um again you just with with all the things going on you you wanted a win you wanted someone to be held accountable and it just seems like people got away with i don't know why more people aren't upset so you look at the 12 million dollars and again that doesn't bring back someone's family member 
But I, I looked at the number that we pay as taxpayers annually in settling uh, police cases. Dude, this in the hundreds of millions of dollars a year um, that we pay to settle wrongful death suits and to really? at the hands of police officers. Yeah. So I did. I feel like this should be a thing that we all get behind, that we all want cops to do better and be better. And I think cops want to. I think the good cops want to be better, want to do better, want to get the training. Um, it's an astounding amount of money that we spend to basically like pay off all these like uh, uh, negligent lawsuits or, or these, um you know, like wrongful death suits all, all the time. It, like, it's staggering. And that money comes from taxpayers. So it's weird that, that it's just has become a political thing, because at the end of the day, and maybe uh, the older I get, the more I look at how tax dollars are spent. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we're spending money on that. Like, how do you fix that? That's a lot of money. And all the crying that we do over school systems or infrastructure, or all that stuff, you go, how about we pay less of that? Like, you know what you could do with hundreds of millions of dollars a year? Like it's the number was staggering, man. I, I look it back up, but it was insane. And it's shocking to me that that's not more of a, a of a talking point. The amount of money that wow. we spend settle that because that's our money, right? Yeah. We pay that. So it, it's just, it's, it's odd. And like you said, you figured you could, you could use that money to, to, you know, for, for training or maybe you go like, for certain for certain scenarios, you don't send in the police. You send in somebody else because this is actually a mental health patient, and those people, these other group, is better to deal with that. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many different ways, whether it's whether it's education or whether it's whether it's uh, new you know new groups to deal with certain scenarios. Like you know, and we said this before. It's like cops get the shit end of every. Oh, they yeah. get called for everything, man. All the bullshit. And it's like those guys not equipped to deal with everything. Is it see uh God, I think it's Seattle. I'm gonna get it wrong. But there's a city that has now um started to implement a program where for certain calls it's gonna be like social workers. So they've gone on this um kind or like this social work slash crisis team and they've gone on this hiring spree of instead of cops, these people and these guys are gonna be the ones that are called when it's like a clearly an issue with someone who has a mental illness or right. something like that. That's cool. And I think that's a step in the right direction. Step in the right awesome. direction. Yeah, right. You don't know how it's gonna turn out. No, but and listen, I feel bad. I'm super critical of cops. I think if I were in their shoes, I understand man, because you're the good ones anyway. I understand if, if you're a good cop and you want to do a good job and and you do risk your life. And I think that comes with the job and you have to be willing to 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 kind of accept that going in. Um, but like I'd want better training. I'm not equipped to go handle a guy who's talking to himself and yelling out things and what you know, like like I I like why are you calling me for that? Like go call someone who's an expert at that at diffusing right, that right. situation. Um I don't want to be put in that decision. I think dude, I was out recently, man, and there was a homeless guy who there was clearly some mental uh thing like issues involved and he started yelling stuff and he was getting and you know we're in this era of covid and stuff and he's not wearing right, a mask right. and, and he's like a foot away from my face and this is a few weeks ago and um at, at the time i remember thinking like i want to punch this guy but right but then the other part of me goes like there this this guy's clearly not in the right state of mind um and I did everything I knew to do to try to defuse that situation but i go that's what cops and people like deal with all day yeah and, you know, it, all it takes is one guy having a bad day or one of these guys who doesn't walk away. Like, luckily, this guy walked away. I was kind of able to ignore him and and just kind of make comments. And I didn't try to, like, uh, uh, amp him up. Right. Um, but I go, that could have ended badly for me, right? Like, I could have I gotten into a fight with a guy who, you know, didn't really want to fight me probably, but was, you know, obviously not all there. And so... Uh, that the answer to that isn't more cops or you know I, the answer to that is either you train them and maybe you dedicate a unit to that 
because you do want them to be able to defend themselves with force to, to an extent. Or, you know, I guess, and I want to get to City and I'll try to get it for the next episode. Or you do that and you go, hey, we're going to have a whole unit that's dedicated to these types of calls. And let's see how that goes. And I think that's the right decision. If you told me as a taxpayer, we're going to spend money on that, I'd I'd be all for that. I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, and then let cops handle real emergencies, not getting people's cats out of the trees or talking the naked guy out of, you know, (laughs) to to putting some fucking pants on when he's running down. Dude, I got, dude, I know cops and they'll be like, oh, you'd be shocked how many times they get caught because there's a guy with his junk out slapping it against a window in a store. Like, I'm like, like, seriously, man. And they're just like, yeah. Like, I no, man, and we both know police officers and shout out to you guys, man, because you guys really do like you deal with a lot of shit and 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 like I wouldn't want to do that. So so God bless. You I guys, almost did man. it, man. And I'm glad I didn't because I don't know. Um, I think that changes. I think that changes your your psyche as far as like what the public is like i think that because you deal with the shit you just think that the public is shit that's all you see because no one's calling a cop because like hey we're having a barbecue and we really would just want to feed you right right like all they see is terrible shit and so i think they're kind of being programmed in a certain way because of what they've seen and how they've been conditioned no man shout out to you cops out there man dealing with all the all the crap on a daily basis man we do appreciate you guys and and we know you we know you you know, we know you out there and, and most of you got good intent. And so um, stay safe and, you know, keep doing what you're doing. All right, man. What, how are we doing on time? Because I want to get into something, but. We're an hour 11 in, man. Let's get into it. All right. Let's just do it. This we week, haven't done a long one in a while. This week, I mean, we gotta, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get off the serious stuff, we, you know, and we're going to get on to something a little fun. So I saw this movie this past week. It's called The Mandela Effect. Okay. So The Mandela Effect. And this is, the, that is the name of the movie, but it's actually a thing. So the Mandela effect is when essentially like a large group of people um, believe that an event occurred or believe that something was a certain way, right? Like, like through their memories. And then later on, you go back and look and you go, oh man, it wasn't like that. And so in the movie, it's a, it's a bit of a of, of sci-fi movie, right? So there's, okay. there's, there, there's some of that too. Um, but in the movie, like before, like my wife was watching the movie first and I'm like, what are you playing? And she goes, oh, I think you'll like this, whatever. And so before, um, I, I actually asked her what was it called and I looked it up before I watched the movie and I'm glad I did. So if, you, if you're going to watch the movie, look up, and or, or you may just hear it here, but if not, look up the Mandela effect and they'll give you some examples. And then when you watch the movie, it'll actually make more sense. So things like, um, remember the, like the, the Daffy duck, the bugs bunny, like Looney tunes. Yeah. How do you spell the, the, the tunes like Looney tunes. So it's like, you know, L O O N E Y and then tunes. Like how do you, O O N S? No, it's tunes like music. It's T U N E S. The Looney tunes. (laughs) See, Really? That's what, yes. Um, another one, another example, like Fruit Loops. How do you spell Fruit Loops? Like fruit and then loops, L-O-O. And that's correct. But a lot, actually, no, that's not correct. It's F-R-O-O-T. It's not fruit like the fruit. Fruity Loops isn't spelled fruit like loops. F-R-U-I. Nope. Get the fuck. Go look it up right now. So why you look that up? I, <laughs> I'll keep I'm going. I'm not saying I don't believe you, but. I'll keep going. Um, you know the 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 children's book Curious George. Okay, yeah. He's a monkey, right? Does he have a tail? I don't remember. So he did. Like I remember a tail. 
apparently the guy never had a freaking tail. <laughs> never had a tail. Nope, never had a tail. Oh fuck, dude! Fruity Loops is F R O O T because they spell the O's with the with the Fruity Loops. With the, yes, actually, it's not even Fruity. It's Fruit Loops. It's, it's not Fruity Loops. It's Fruit Loops. So it's Fruity you Pebbles, it was, which is spelled the correct. right way. You thought it was Fruity Loops? Yeah, <laughs> my dumbass thought it was Fruity Loops. That's even better. It's Fruit Loops. It's Fruit Loops. Yo, fruit Macy's. Why the fuck is a box of Fruity Loops sixteen ninety nine? I just googled that. And that's the first thing that came up. I want to see how many ounces this is. Forty three point six. Hold on. Let me see. That sounds aggressive. Literally. Yeah, a regular box is ten point one. Okay, I apologize, Macy's. That's a big ass box of Fruit Loops. All right. So here's another. Here's another good one. Monopoly. The Monopoly okay. guy. Yes. Okay. This picture him in your head. Okay. Does he have? The little magnet, like the little uh, monocle on his yeah, eye. Yeah, like the fucking peanut. The guy. little, like, like, like the peanut guy. He doesn't. Fuck out of here. Hold on. <laughs> he doesn't have it, bro. Monopoly guy. Yeah, Monopoly guy. He doesn't. And I don't care. Go look up a, go look up a, a 1965 version of Monopoly or whatever the hell it came out. The guy doesn't sure have. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. Right? You right? Now, all like the ones that I just mentioned, I was just like, eh, you know, whatever. I guess I just never really looked at it like that. There was one. There was one that I saw on there that I go, no way. And it was the children's book, the Berenstein Bears. Okay. Okay. Now, it's actually spelled. It's actually the Berenstein Bears. S T A I N. Yeah. So me as a kid, like I, well, uh, I remember Bernstein Bears. It's. S T E I N. Yes. Because I rem- and here's why I remember. As a kid, I remember looking at that spelling and go, is it Steen or is it Stein? And I remember going like, based on that spelling, like, I wonder. And I never asked. It was just something that, that, I, that I thought about. Yeah. And I was like, is it Steen or is it Stein? It's one of those, you know, whatever. And I, and I let it go. It's S T A I N. It's which is stain, stain, and I and I know. So is it pronounced Bernstein Bears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, and so my whole childhood is a lie. And so I know that as even as a kid at that age, I would have been like, "Oh, that's stain," and there would have been no question. But I remember going like, "Is it like is it Stein or is it Stein?" Kid, I'm gonna have to look that one up, bro. I believe Dude, you, but and you know what's even you know what's even better, bro, is that so I went on I went on to like um uh eBay just to look up an old book, an old Berenstain Bear book. It's not even spelled high. It's B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. Correct. So listen, but if you go on eBay and check this shit out, if you go on eBay, people that are selling those books, a lot of the I mean the, the picture of the book has Berenstain how it's actually spelled right the people that are posting it are posting it as berenstein like so, so like, the name like, of the like actual what book I is supposed to be the berenstein bears no it's berenstein the berenstein bears that's how it's supposed to be well pronounced. that's the way it is my whole childhood is a lie no but i mean what was the because you know like the english language is all fucked up like we spell agreed colonel so we I say don't, colonel so i don't <laughs> i don't i don't know if like i never heard other than maybe some people say it but I do, dude, I remember looking at the spelling and going, is that Stein or, or, or Steen? 
Is it Bernstein or Bernstein? Yeah, I don't. I swear it was an EIN, man. Yes. And I would have put my life, I put my life on, on, that, on it. Man. Yep. And so, so it's not. The other one. The weird thing is, is if you Google it, the first ways that come up are the incorrect ways. And then the. <laughs> if you look up any picture, yeah, it's, like it's stained. No, no, yeah, I have the picture. But you know how when you start to type, and then Google's obviously a woman, so it starts to predict what you're going to say before you finish. <laughs> so. <laughs> it, uh, and if. It, not those things so it has like the the third option is like the the correct way to spell it yeah and then i'm looking at the cover of the book and it's stan and jan berenstain i guess are the writers that's the author and then the the book is called the berenstain bears like so, it's fucking obvious it's berenstain. right it's obvious dude the, the, the other one the other one that, that freaked me out was um so snow white and the seven in the seven dwarfs Okay. Okay. So the 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 all-time famous line of that, right, is when the witch is looking on the looking at the mirror and what does she say? Mirror mirror on the wall, man. Nope. Go back and look that shit up. She says magic mirror on the wall. And I'm like, "No way." No she really? doesn't. No, she doesn't. Yeah, I'm googling all kinds of shit you saying today. Dude. We need a Jamie, yo. Yeah. So we need a Jamie on here. <laughs> So the so 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 the the again the first thing that comes up when you type mirror on Google or you start to type is mirror mirror on the wall. Yeah. And then fucking eight. Then the the line is here and it says the magic mirror. Fuck. Magic mirror on the wall. Magic mirror on the wall. Now do so do we all remember that shit wrong? Dude, you know what's hilarious? One of the first articles that comes up is a question saying, is it mirror mirror on the wall or magic mirror on the wall? And then the response is exploring the Mandela effect. <laughs> mirror mirror on the wall line has changed to magic mirror on the wall in disney's you, you may be surprised and all that the memory of the queen saying mirror mirror is wrong it's wrong so it's something that we have all collectively decided is one way but it's not but it's not that's so bizarre man that Dude, we've it's crazy so 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 how does the, it get that name is it someone who discovered it named mandela like why is no it because effect? i think it was um so one of the one of like the the the, the famous things was that in the 80s there are, and I, I'm not one of these people, but there was in the 80s when Mandela was in jail, I guess there was a story that came out that he died in jail. And so there's a, there are a lot of people. So Mandela didn't die until like Recently. 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was in like my, that, I mean, right? it was, I remember. Yeah, it's in, it's, it's in the last 10 years mm -hmm. he, he, he passed. And so, but a lot of people remember him dying in jail in the 80s. Dude, and so and so distant, like I said, all them other ones, like the Looney Tunes, the Fruit Loops, the Monopoly guy, I was just like, eh, I guess I was just wrong. When they got to the Berenstein Bears, I rem dude, like I remember vividly. So anyway, so they're like, okay, so how does did this? Did it for me too? Because Looney Tunes, I go, okay, maybe I missed that up. a little yeah. bit. But the Berenstein Bears one is fucking with me right now. I'm not gonna lie, because <laughs> I'm, I'm questioning everything. Yeah, and so so there's all kind of things where it's like, oh, you know, it could be like. Like false memories, and and a, and a good example of like a false memory would be, um, you know, like like when we learned about Alexander Hamilton, and not not now, right? But but when you learn about him in in school, he was part of like the founding fathers, and then he's he's you know he's on the, he's on the ten dollar bill. He wanted right? to be in the room where it happens, and so a lot of people go, oh yeah, he was a president, and he never was. Right. But but maybe it's like because of the false memory and you go like, oh, all the presidents are on all the dead presidents are on dollar bills. 
I knew that, he but was, I, it was an anomaly because I went to a school named after him. But makes but, sense. But you're right, because when he first comes up, even I still have to think of and go, wait, wait, no, no, founding father, not a president, not president. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so they go like, oh, it could be something like that, where where we're sort of making this association, right? And then the other thing is, with the 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 fun part for me is like, some people go, oh, well, there's alternate realities, right? Like, like uh, if you think about like quantum physics and i'm not going to go into quantum physics at all but there's like quantum physics says that there's like alternate realities that take place at the same time and then essentially those could cross over so it's essentially like in one reality it actually was and we'll use berenstein bears as the example it was berenstein but then we cross realities and it's Bernstein. And so interstellar shit. Awesome interstellar shit. Right. The the great thing about quantum physics and, and those kind of theories is like it's kinda of like religion. You can't prove that it's wrong. Oh, dude. But you know so like I, I obviously we're huge Elon Musk fans, but there's like the whole idea of like the simulation. Have you seen this? And mm-hmm. so there's people who think that um what we're living in right now is a simulation. Like the Matrix. Yeah, like it's a video game, essentially. Okay. And Elon Musk thinks, statistically, it's more likely that we are in a simulation than not. And I listen, Elon Musk has done a lot of shrooms, and he's a very smart guy, and maybe I'm just a dumbass. That's crazy, but maybe we are, right? How fucking nutty would that be if we were... Or like you said, or maybe there is like an alternate reality. If you remember something that vividly, like you were saying with the Bernstein Bears, and maybe this is like another dimensions version of you that thinks this that's i don't listen i'm too stupid to comprehend that whole thing like that (laughs) no but it's good that you mentioned that because in in the movie and i want to give away the movie but the movie is essentially that where the guy goes okay well and and the, the main character he's a computer programmer and he basically um he he gets involved with somebody who who is um who knows of this like super computer and so he's he goes, hey, if, if I can alter the code of this, I could actually change reality. And it's kind of it's a simulated and it's rea- kind of what he sets out to do. Uh-huh. So so again, again, it's a it's, if you're into any of that stuff, um, Mandela effect, it's it, it's cool to watch. And even if you're not really into it, just kind of to see some of the things now that you know exactly what the Mandela effect is and some of the examples. Um, there's a lot of things in the movie like. You know, like when they in different parts of the movie where they'll show like, oh, they're watching like Bugs Bunny on TV and it'll be like Looney Tunes spelled one way. And it'll be like Looney Tunes spelled a different way in different parts of the movie. That's so fascinating, man. Because that's really I've gone cool, down this whole rabbit hole with the simulations and the dimensional stuff and all that. And we're too like our brains are so like limited in, yeah, in what we chips. understand. Yeah, we are. We're monkeys, bro. <laughs> we're monkeys. Like anybody who doesn't think that, like go watch a monkey or a gorilla. Go, go watch a gorilla at a zoo and you go, that thing does everything I do but speak English. <laughs> like <laughs> It's so bizarre, man. And the like we've probably, we're probably scratching the surface of what we understand or we perceive understand. to be yeah, reality. Yeah. And I know it's uh, people are going to listen to this and go like, these guys are high. No, we're a little <laughs> drunk. But <laughs> nah. no, high is the next episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I go, everything is crazy until it's not. Yeah, right? Like people right. who like people who who are the like like who think of things or like say, hey, like this and that, and we all think it's crazy. It's crazy and so because our brains can't kind of comprehend it. Like now I, I'm in this place now where I'm like so open minded to like anything. Like when I heard Elon say that, I'm like, Elon, 
just smoked the fattest doobie and, it, <laughs> and then like he starts to go down that rabbit hole and you're like well shit are we in a simulation you know like yeah. or all these other guys like uh, uh uh you know neil degrasse tyson or, or um there's all these scientists all the time that I'll, I'll listen to their like talks and i'm like it makes me question everything that i think i know right. um which is a good thing i think you should always challenge yourself but it's just it's it's fascinating to think of the idea of either there's interdimensional stuff going on right now so is it aliens or is it the fact that in different dimensions of us we have discovered other things that maybe the dimension that we're in now has i don't you know like there's all these yeah, like no, different it's, rabbit holes it's nuts it's nuts man it's so fascinating and like again i'm a i'm a dork so like i, I look at all this stuff and i like read it that's crazy i've never heard that mandela affecting i don't know like i've never, I've heard, never of heard of, it never it heard until, of the movie until this, I watched until this week i've never heard it until this week and then so it was it was fascinating to me and it's you know it's one of those things where i leave to like the more you the more you learn about stuff the more you the more you go i don't know shit yeah yeah oh i feel like that all the time dude there's people that i hear talk and i go i'm a chimp like <laughs> there's certain people that i've heard like either give lectures or i'll read their books or i'll and, and i just think to myself like wow i don't know anything like i'm the stupidest guy in the world because like they'll make you question and i think that's what i like about reading and like reading this like you know we talk about sapiens a lot and i remember reading sapiens going some of this stuff sounds like such common sense of what we've done to each other and people if you've never read sapiens i highly encourage you Absolutely. to do so Absolutely. it's such a great book but it gives you this 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 crazy idea on where we are today even based on something as simple as our food choices and i remember reading that going like I, I know way more now about wheat than I ever wanted to know, but I also <laughs> never considered like something like wheat to be disappointing. Like, it's just like, and you just start to realize like, I know nothing, right? Like I know how to survive <laughs> like yeah. in today's world. But if you put me out in the woods somewhere, I die in 16 minutes. Like there's, it's just crazy, man. All right, man. Yo, tell them where they can find us. So I'm going to add the carbon footprint on uh, Instagram, the carbon footprint podcast on YouTube um we will get pages up for some of the other uh, uh social media platforms soon but uh right now on um twitter at one on stage um facebook at one on stage uh what else what else i, th- I think that's about it um, and we are on we're on like every major um podcast platform oh, yeah. right now um we're in india and we've been getting a lot of hits on it from yeah from, from our indian friends yeah, so shout out india shout yeah. out to you guys you know if you think that we're crazy americans over here you know you're probably right um, you but, guys are much smarter than us too <laughs> so you can probably explain this multi-dimensional thing so hit us up on at the carbon footprint podcast on instagram uh, and let us know if we're crazy um but yeah every if, if we're if there's a podcast platform that you guys prefer that we're not on hit us up because i don't know of any right now that we're is not there on. one i don't know dude we're on spotify stitcher uh apple google um we're on audible we're on um, your Alexa. We're on um, the again. There's a, a lot of podcast services in, use on, uh, in India. We're on TuneIn. We're in RP. We're on uh, PodChaser. I mean, like the, literally, I don't know of any platforms that we're not yeah. on. Just right go- Google it. Google it. The Carbon Footprint Podcast. Uh, Carbon Footprint Podcast. Captivate. Com for our website. Um, but yeah, look us up. Uh, hit us up uh, we love the feedback and uh, man thank you guys for listening man yeah and there's a lot of you guys out there that are listening that are not hitting us up we want to hear from you yeah I for mean, sure I, I get calls every now and then and, and um, even from family that I'm just like oh crap I didn't know you were listening yeah and I'm still so waiting cool. on drink ideas from people so give us some drink ideas whether it's a straight liquor or whether it's a cocktail or whatever like what do you got hit us up let us know because we're uh, we're avid uh, I would say uh, drinkers so 
<laughs> Hit us up, man. We, we'd love hence, to hear the opinion. Hence the topics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Today, we might have drank a little too much before this. <laughs> the bourbon was good. <laughs> All right, yo, till next week. All right, peace. Peace.